formed inside us. May we learn to walk in grace and extend the hand of mercy to set the captives free, bringing freedom to the prison, bringing hope the blind can see. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mm. Mercy 
triumphs over judgment. Sing it again, yeah. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes. Do your work in us. Come and have your way. Do your work in us, Lord.
Good morning, Mission Vineyard. My name is John Arelli. Uh, it's an honor to welcome you this morning, and I'm so thankful. We've got an amazing day planned. Uh, for those of you who are online, welcome, welcome. We love you even as you're online. And for those of you who are here, uh, we're going to begin with a song of worship, and then we're all going to go outside because there's a couple of people here that have said that they want to get baptized. So you should cheer for them right now. And uh, after those baptisms, we'll come in. We'll have a couple more songs of worship. We'll have communion together. We'll have the Lord's table, and people will be serving you that here on the sides and welcoming you up for that at that time. And then we've got a couple of special people we're going to be interviewing today about what God's doing in their life and how they're saying yes to Jesus. And we want you to be a part of that today as we begin a new series called Rooted. Getting grounded in God's story and in the church. So would you all stand with me this morning as we start? We've got a simple liturgy. It's just the same thing that's been said for over a thousand years in the church. It's a simple prayer. It's three words. It's just come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Jesus. We welcome you in this place. We open the doors of our hearts this morning for you to have your way. Free reign, Lord, in our lives. Lord, you know you've made our mission to welcome you into all of life. So this morning, have your way. Come, let's worship together.
as they're up here and um, I just get the sense of God's presence and I want to just pause and pay attention to it. So Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are here. You are here with us. You are with us, Lord Jesus. Sometimes we give pause even like if people have, maybe they just get a sense of like God doing something or saying something. I happen to have a guest here from another church open, but Dia, some of you know him. I just got a sense that maybe the Lord was giving him something and he was thinking the same thing. And so I want to give just freedom for God to speak in the midst of that. Uh, resonating in my heart since I got here, there is a, um, an atmosphere at my age, we're not allowed to say these words anymore, but a vibe, right, of, of purpose, of Christ's purpose in this place and calling. And this is a place when you encounter the spirit, you encounter what God has called you to. And I sense that there's people here, Pastor John, that God has called them since they were very, very young. Yeah. And there's people here that even, uh, I hear the age eight, people went through something. Maybe it was uh, e even uh, abused. And I'm not saying this lightly. I'm just trying to say it as fast as I can. Um, that it was where the enemy tried to distract you and try to stop not just your life and your innocence, but God's calling. And I really sense the Spirit is saying today that the enemy didn't stop anything. Yeah. There is a river of calling in you that cannot be stopped and that it won't be stopped. So I bless you with that in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, good word.
So we've got two people here that said that something, God has done something in me and I've given my life to Jesus completely. And I want that declaration to be known publicly. And Shannon and Thunder, uh, you've come from different faith backgrounds. I've heard your stories, different experiences with Jesus. And I know Shannon would rather not say anything. She, I'm going to ask her a couple of words and she's going to say something. But Thunder, Jesus has saved you powerfully. And he's not done yet. Would you say amen? Amen. amen. And Shannon, Jesus has saved you powerfully. And he's not done yet. Amen. So I've got some questions for you. Before you, we go outside and we all just cheer you on today. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord and King, and in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life and grace? Do you renounce Satan and all of his works and all of his ways? Do you confess your need for the forgiveness of sins? And with a humble heart, put your hope in God's mercy and your whole trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior. And with his help, do you seek to follow him, becoming more like him until you see him face to face? Yeah. We're going to baptize these guys. We're going to go outside. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then there's a team that's going to be praying for them to receive a powerful infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now... I just get the sense that as Obed was saying that there may be one of you that's like, maybe God gave, you know, allowed a hiccup in my life that stopped the move of God. That's, he's not stopped. And so there may be some of you that go, they're getting baptized, but I need to get baptized too. And we've got extra shirts just to let you know. And we want you to say yes, if that's what God is doing in your life, to just say yes, to let this be the day that you say yes to Jesus and let him rule and reign your life. Let's all go outside. Take your shoes off. <laughs> but it's so fun, Mom. The rocks are fun. Just come on in. It's a little chilly. You're welcome. That's right. You turn around that way, okay? So we can do it two ways. You can bend your knees and we can give away, or you can sit down. That's what we prefer. Maybe sit down because I'm very Go ahead. Okay, good. Yeah. And we're going to tip you back, so it may overstretch. It's really up. What Yes. Hey, y'all, this is your sister in Christ, Shannon. So
So Shannon, because of your profession of faith, it's a joy to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We believe that you will never be the same. You're going to go to Jan and they're going to pray for you, okay? Come on over. And y'all, this is Derek. We're going to hear from Derek in just a little bit. But Thundar and Derek found each other, and that's how Thunder started following Jesus like he is today, because of Derek's influence. So I get to baptize Thundar with Derek. Go ahead and go over there. They're going to pray for you, okay? Awesome. Is there anybody else? We're going to wait for your mom to be here to say yes. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Anyone else? So we've got some guests from the Live Oak Vineyard today. That's D Derek is the pastor of Live Oak Vineyard. And there's a child from the Live Oak Vineyard who says he wants to get baptized. So we're figuring that out right now. Is there anyone else? Uh, we've got extra clothes. Do we have a, another, an extra shirt? We've got an extra shirt. Amanda, do you want to? John, Michael, get to meet you, Michael.
All right, last call. All right, let's all go inside and we'll continue to worship. invite you to stand with us as we continue with worship this morning. Yeah. 
sing with all my heart. and the Word of God and worship and all the great things that we get to do and be together. How wonderful that is. I just want to, before I read the scripture, I just want to give a little instruction that we have two tables for communion and most of you will probably want to take a broken piece of matzah, gluten-free matzah, and dip it in the juice as those who are serving the communion will bless you, but we also will have the individual cups if you are cautious about taking and dipping in the, in the juice. If people on this side would come up this aisle and pass this way and back, and likewise on this side, up this aisle, and pass this way and back. So reading from Luke's Gospel, when the Lord instituted communion for us. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. 
He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So the Lord is present in a unique way as we receive communion this morning. This is open to everyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ. And if you're not, put your faith in him and come and take with us. Let that be your first act of devotion to Jesus. Come for physical healing. Come for healing of relationships. Come for just experiencing the Holy Spirit in the presence of Jesus. Come to the feast of the Lord. Amen.
so much when we don't do anything and so holy spirit come we know you're here There's a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. They saw him do such amazing things, and they thought, oh, I want to do that like you, Jesus. I want to be like you, Jesus. How do we pray? How do we get involved with God's kingdom? How do we do this? And he said, I just pray like this, just simply. And I don't think it was meant to be just a, a rote prayer that we pray. I think it's supposed to mean something. I think that there's meaning in every line, in every word that God wants us to pay attention to. But in Spanish and in English, that prayer is on the screen. And if you would, pray with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You know what that kingdom is like? I want to read for you. This is Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For that first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals, and he will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Do you see it? Do you see the kingdom among us? Do you see things becoming all new? Also, he said, write this. For these words are trustworthy and they're true. Then he said to me, it's done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. 
Those who conquer will inherit these things. I will be their God. They will be my children. We pray thy kingdom come and thy will be done. And this is what we're looking forward to. When God's kingdom fully inhabits the earth and all evil is put away. As we begin today, what we're going to be digging into is a sense of God doing this. And the way he does that is through his church. This is what he purposed for us here on earth. That his kingdom would be established and that the church would look like this. That it would be the beginnings of God's kingdom here. Now, this week, Robin, Maymar, come up Robin. You're already up, but come on over, don't be shy. Do you know Robin has been ministering for like 50 years, right? More than that. Yeah, okay. And she decided, hey... There's somebody missing leading kids ministry, so I want to lead that. And I went, (laughs) so she's been stepping in and leading. And as I was praying for her, I just heard the Lord say, rally for Robin. Rally around her and rally for her. So I just want you to see Robin. And can we just rally for her for just a moment? (laughs) Her investment in our kids is Holy Spirit filled. It is Jesus and the gospel centered. And so I have complete trust that as those kids go in, that they're loved deeply and they're invited to the most loving act in the whole world and the most loving Savior and the most loving God. Now, as we were talking this past week in our staff meeting or whatever you want to call it, she just had the sense of like, you know, when we give, as Robin's been giving and financial giving and all that, there's just a different kind of posture that we're supposed to have. And the way I lead typically in our financial giving is God doesn't need your money and the church doesn't need your money. This is for you as a worship act to God. And that's true in some sense. But it sometimes undercuts exactly what God might be doing in you to say, oh, maybe there is something in me that God's made me to give. The church does need you because you are a part of the body. The body's nothing without you. So you said something about when we come to church, it's not about... That my sister said, oh, you know, I've been going to church for a long time, and it's same old, same old. We know the liturgy. We know all of it. And I just don't get anything out of church. And I thought, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to bring stuff with you. You are given gifts, and you bring them and give them back to the Lord. We have what they call first fruits, like when you grow your crop, you're supposed to give the first of those fruits to God as an offering. And so I feel when I come to church, like my arms are full of all these gifts, and I get to come to church, and I get to unwrap those gifts. And the Lord just blesses me. And a lot of times I'm finding I have all these things because I have grandchildren, and I didn't have any prospect of then getting married anytime soon. And I thought, these toys are going to waste. I should just throw them away or give them away. And then I realized I could bring them to church and we can play with them all over again because they're new to all these kids. And then this last week, the Lord blessed me because one of the two grandchildren are saying, you remember that thing that we had at the playhouse? And it was so cool. Did you throw that away, mom? And mom said, no, I've kept that. And the older one said to the younger one, first one who has kids gets that. And it's like, 
the Lord has answered my prayer because <laughs> I did not know that they hadn't planned on getting married or anything, and they'd never said that before. And so the Lord gives us gifts, and often when we give those things away, we get armloads more. And so that's what I feel that with, with giving this, the Lord has said, okay, now you have to sit down and you have to read the Bible more because you're going to take the whole the whole of Genesis 2 and condense it into one sentence and give it to the kids as a memory verse. What is it going to be? And so I'm reading the Bible like a crazy person again. I've read it over and over, but it, the Lord has really blessed me with all of that as well. And so come with your gifts and give them to the Lord. He will give back abundantly. Amen. So in just a moment, yeah, go ahead. So over COVID, we just... We had online giving, or, and then we kind of progressed. We put baskets in the back. This will be the first time that we, just in confidence, we pass a basket around. And that's for those to say, yeah, I want to give. I want to give financially. I want to give whatever I have. And there, there may be a card that, that you maybe you got today and you on there that says, I want to play. Put me in, coach. I want to play. There may be something that you get to. We want to give that ability to respond here at church right in front of you. And it may be a question this morning that you're asking the Lord, Lord, what have you given me that you'd like for me to give back to the church? How have you liked me? How would you like me to be a part of the body? So before we do that, I want to pray over Robin right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for Robin and Mylon. We thank you, Lord, for the way that they sacrifice 8 a.m. here every Sunday, hauling in the most wonderful M's kids' toys that they've sanitized over the week. Lord, digging into the scriptures, preparing for all that you have for these kids. Let your gospel flow not just in her and through her, but in her and deep into her, Lord Jesus. That you would be filled with your Holy Spirit. Filled, Lord, with your love. Filled with your goodness. Filled with your confirmation of her identity, Lord Jesus. For who you are in her life. The way that you're blessing her. God, we, with thanks and honor, we just say thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and how the gifts are being shared in this church. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. So with those who are entrusted with these baskets, would you be in charge of them now as they get passed around? Bible trivia for the first time, and we need some people to read the questions. If, if there are so children here that know how to read, there. you can go with Miss Robin. And if you don't know how to read, then you'll listen to other people <laughs> reading. Can I sing one more time? With all of my heart. This one chorus one more time, with all of my heart.
more people this morning. And first, I want to welcome up our small group leaders. Small group leaders, would you come up and stand up with me, please? So our church is a church of small groups. And we operate these small groups. And Robert Marcello, would you come up to just representing Ian and Larissa since they're not here today? And Steve will be along the way. Um, every week, there's a group of people in this church that gather together online or in person to read the scripture, to pray for one another, and then when there's emergencies or there's needs, they bring each other meals, and uh, when there's things that happen in their lives, the small group leader is often the one that's called first. Uh, they play games together that are really fun, and uh, we're just really, really encouraged by the life that's continued to be given through these groups. These are sacrifices of leaders that say, put me in. I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to say yes to Jesus. And I want to make sure that life continues, that discipleship begins in people for the first time. So we take these moments in particular. And so uh, Katie and Bruce over our youth small group that meets pretty regularly in the month. And then Robert and Marcella have been a key part of uh, Ian and Larissa's group. Ian and Larissa are traveling this weekend. Herschel leading a group with men uh, starting in May. And uh, Steve, when he gets back, and Pat leading a group online, and Sonia, so faithful to lead online with Robin. Robin had to go back upstairs. And uh, uh, Jan and Michael, would you come up as well? You guys have been leading uh, regularly that prayer group. And um, I want you to see these people, but I also want you to pray for them. Am I missing anybody else? Destiny and Vanessa. Vanessa is a physician who's working today, and Destiny is at home sick today. A women's group that meets weekly. I want you to pray with me as we commission these small group leaders. And Carol, would you come up? Carol is our assistant pastor that oversees all of our small group leaders and all of our sages. If there's somebody that's over 50 that calls you and prays for you regularly, Carol oversees all that. We hope that everybody in the church has someone like that. Um, I want you all to know just how absolutely key you are to the body of Christ. And I'm so thankful for the way that you've said yes to being that center point of discipleship for our church. That people can say yes to Jesus and be, continue in their discipleship in prayer and in the scriptures and in fun. You guys are key to the kingdom of God coming, like it says in the scriptures. And so can we pray for these guys? Lord Jesus, I pray that you would empower your leaders. That you would empower them first to honor you with their lives. God, that you would protect them from temptation. And that you would deliver them from all kinds of evil. God, we pray that your will would be done in their lives, that you would bring spiritual growth in them that they've never experienced before because of the yes that they're giving today.
Lord, would you give them forgiving spirits that maybe even as they set up and, and maybe nobody says that they're going to come that week, but they're still there faithfully. Give them forgiving spirits, Lord, for the midnight calls, for the needs that are above their pay grade. Lord, we ask you to sanctify them, to make their lives holy. Lord, we ask that you to fill them with your Holy Spirit. Right now, would you all just receive this? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a work above your pay grade. Lord, fill them with your Holy Spirit for this work. We're counting on you for this, Lord Jesus. We ask you to bless them this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you all. Yeah, you can clap for them. It's okay. Derek and Amanda, would you join me up here? I told you you're going to get introduced to a lot of people. The gospel will be shared today, I promise. But it's first being shared in people and how they're saying yes to God's kingdom work. This is Derek and Amanda Blaylock. They pastor, yeah. They pastor the Live Oak Vineyard here until what day are you flying out? Until July 11th. You leave town today. For Brazil? No. We're leaving San Antonio today. And then we leave for Brazil in July. So in July, they will leave for Brazil with our Brazil partnership to help plant churches in and all over Brazil. Four years ago, we got to lay hands on you then to start with a live oak vineyard, with a bunch of people that are here, some of your leaders. And uh, I'm so glad that you all are here, and, and you all are having a reception after, and if you want to be invited to that show, you got to ask Magnus. Magnus is in charge of that reception. He's, he's got the gauntlet. You are invited or not. And uh, today, uh, with some help from our board, we got to co-discern with Derek and Amanda and what it means for a mission vineyard to bless them financially, and to continue to lay hands on them as they go. And so we're going to continue to bless them that way financially, but we also wanted you to meet them, for Derek to just say a few words about what they're going to be doing, and Amanda too, she's maybe Amanda Moore, I don't know. Uh, uh, if, if, you know I, don't, I don't know how many of you have packed up four kids and all, sold all your things and moved across a hemisphere, but um, this is what's going on, so... You want to share anything? Yeah, certainly. So this is the culmination of 20 years worth of preparation for me and 15 years of preparation for Amanda and I together. We actually, when we were getting ready to graduate college, we initially tried to go to Brazil as missionaries. At the time, it didn't work out for us. And we've had this wonderful adventure here in the States, seven cities. And then we landed at Mission Vineyard. Pretty awesome. And then we landed at Mission Vineyard. And we're blessed and trained and loved deeply. And then, because y'all are slightly crazy, you turned us loose to plant a church after training us and ordain us. And you let us take a shot at it. And um, we got to do that. And we connected with the Brazilian Partnership when we launched Live Oak Vineyard. And through them, began to feel God reaffirming our calling 
to this wonderful nation. So we're going. We sold our house this week. We've sold all our stuff. We are now officially homeless nomads in the best possible way. We have a lot of uh, family and some stuff like that we're going to be seeing. But we wouldn't be here without you in every way, like learning how to pastor, learning how to pray for people, learning how to evangelize and lead small groups. And we've just been so loved and blessed by you all. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. So Herschel, would you come up? Kate, Jared, would you come up? And uh, Carol, would you come up again? Just keep on asking Carol to come up. Obed. You can stay. Yeah, stay. Let's pray for these guys, huh? Lord, we know that the church doesn't call people you do. And so we lay our hands on what you're doing. God, we bless it with everything that we have to say and, and do in this. We bless them as they go with every bit of anointing that you have for them, Lord Jesus, to do everything that you have called them to do. That you give them the strength and you fill them with your Holy Spirit to continue to surrender and obey. God, we know that um, we're just a, a secondary church sending them out. Their own church is sending them out primarily. We just get to be part of it. Uh, and so, Lord, we just bless Live Oak Vineyard, too, as they send them out powerfully. And, God, we join with them in their authority to do this as well. Thank you for our friends, Lord. Bless them, protect them, send your holy angels to minister and guard them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, in our new language, obrigado, amigos. Okay, I have one more friend for you to meet. Nora, would you come up? So, 
following Jesus and being a part of his kingdom doesn't necessarily mean that you're leading a small group. Doesn't necessarily mean that you leave your high-paying oil job to move to Brazil or to land a, a, plant a church in Live Oak. Uh, it could mean that you just in your context are saying yes to Jesus. So this is my friend Nora. She's in eighth grade. Seventh grade, I always think she's older than she is, because she has this maturity about her, and, and especially in following Jesus. And Nora, I, I want to be fair to you, because you were wondering, what are you going to ask me? Uh, and so I want to make sure I'm reading from the questions I sent you, but this has been an amazing year for your faith. In fact, you thought, well, we're having baptisms, I want to get baptized again! And... Uh, Something has changed in you where you just feel like you wanted to publicly declare what God was doing in you. So what has God been doing? Um, he's helped me realize that um, following him is not just a checklist you can do. Uh, like Here, put the mic. They want to hear you. And you're saying good things. Put it really close to your mouth. Even through the mask. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and being a Christian is not just doing certain things to, let, let's say, go to heaven. Um, it's more of your relationship with God. It's not just, um, I'll do this um, to be with him. It's more of, you got to trust God and have faith in what he's going to do. So now, now what you're doing isn't just so that you can go to heaven. You're not, you're not doing things because you're afraid or something. There's been like a real love that's risen up in you. And that's been the motivation for everything that you're doing right now. So speaking of, part of that has been sharing your faith with your friends more often. I, so I've seen a bit of that and the fruit of that. But what has that been like for you to like just share? Your, I've seen you share your faith with everybody. What's that been like? It's really cool because you get to see um, how God works through them and their journey. Um, and you can always notice little improvements they do. And all the cool things that they start to do for others as well. And how their character can also change. So you're seeing God do stuff in them without you telling them how to change their life. You're not saying, hey, this year, this year you got to change. You're seeing different things change in them. That's amazing. So if you have anything, you know, all these people, um, they're not as brave as you are. They want to be. But... They haven't had that kind of experience. And it's been hard sometimes, right? I mean, some of your friends have been arguing with you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you had anything to say to these guys about what it means to follow Jesus and be a part of his kingdom where they're at, what would you say to them? Don't be afraid of the possibility of the outcome of them not wanting to be your friend or not um, going to follow Jesus. As long as you're spreading the word and letting them know um, endless possibilities of them having a relationship with God and um, I mean it's another person knowing about God and that's something would you anybody brave here would raise your hand and you say man that's what God is doing in Nora that's what I want more of in my life would you just raise your hand yeah would you just take a moment and pray for these guys Do you, I know that's hard you didn't but we're going to do it together okay the Lord Jesus says all these hands are raised God, would you do in them? Would you fill them with your spirit? Would you guide them and guard them as they continue to desire 
to have what you're doing in Nora. Anything else you'd want to add, Dr. Ray? Yes. Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. And would you all pray for me with Nora right now? Lord Jesus, that you continue your work in Nora, that you would fill her with your Holy Spirit, that as she can... Oh, boy, there's heat falling on you. That's weird. Sometimes God shows up and he manifests like in physical ways, and so I just wanted to name that. Like, There's something the Lord wants. So, Lord, we just agree with what you're doing in Nora right now. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that she wouldn't feel sent out alone, but you would fill her and you would send her. We bless her right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Nora. You can take it back to your mom. Well, I just want to take one or two or three more hours with you. There's already been a scripture read this morning from Revelation. This is what the kingdom of God looks like in its culmination when heaven and earth become one, when Jesus wins everything. When, I don't know if you're familiar with World War II, there was the day of victory when uh, there was a sense that the battle was won, but then it took a year at least for the cleanup to happen. And we're in those in-between times now until victory day. Victory day is when Jesus wins everything and we get to live in complete freedom and all the intimacy that we love to have with him in part and the the times of, of healing that happen. That happens all the time. That's completely complete. I wanted you to hear the stories today and see the testimonies and see the baptisms of people living out what Revelation says. This is what we're supposed to be about. And I wanted us, as we begin the series and Rooted, to begin with the end in mind. Where we're going is how we should be focused. And so I want to read the scripture one more time, Revelation 21. A new heaven, a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth passed away. The sea was no more. There was a holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. A loud voice from the throne saying, see, the home of God is among mortals. And he will dwell with them as their God and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them and wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning, crying, and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, see, I am making all things new. He also said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it's done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things. I will be their God. They will be my children. We are to experience the down payment of this right now. We are to look forward. Stephen Covey, who is the one that did a great job at quoting this begin with the end in mind thing. You can read more about him uh, in his books. He says, to begin with the end in mind means to start with a clear understanding of your destination. Do we have a clear understanding of our destination? It means to know where we're going so that we better understand where we are now and so that the steps we take are always in the right direction. Are the steps you're taking in that direction? 
Is your life pointed in the complete rule and reign of God? If it is, here are a couple of signs that we love to celebrate in the church in order to go that direction. And the first one is having fellowship with Jesus. You saw in the scriptures that God was home among mortals. This is a little piece of that. Our small groups are little pieces of that where God is with us and we get to experience the palpable nature of that. Saying yes to Jesus and the family of God, God's loving fellowship, fellowship with other believers in the presence of Jesus, worshiping God together. We get to be full participants of God's love together. Another sign that we get to celebrate together because he's made the church for this is wiping away tears with God's comfort. This is my favorite part of the church because the church is, in its best, a hospital where the broken get to come in, just like you and me, and where God's love gets to come through one of you And all of a sudden, all the brokenness gets to be, Jesus is welcomed into every bit of it. And God's healing, just like the scripture said, brings God's comfort. Every morning is new. The reminder that, hey, this community is full of broken people where God's love gets to surround them and flourish in them and make life brand new. Where God gets to remind us of new things, infinite possibilities, daily filling of his Holy Spirit and satisfaction even though things are not going well. God brings that through his people. Another sign is baptism. If you've not been baptized, that's a sign. That is us. And I didn't teach on it this morning, but when people go under the water, they are saying yes to their association with Jesus' death, being buried with him. And as they come out of the water, that is a sign of the resurrection that they're saying yes to in Jesus. Jesus was risen from the dead, and they're saying, I want that. And so baptism is that place where we go, yes, as a church community, we are dead, but alive in Christ. Death will be no more, has no power or authority over us anymore. We're baptized into the death of Jesus. We're also receiving his resurrection life. Resurrection life becomes our new priority. Seeking God's healing is another sign that we get to see here. Mourning, crying, pain no more. We actively look for God's kingdom breakthrough in areas of physical healing. In just a moment, we're going to have prayer teams and they have some specific words that they've heard from God about people who need healing today. We lean into reconciliation, especially in issues of injustice, in relationships, in marriages. We look for God to heal his creation. We look for God to reconcile across social classes and racial discrimination. This is all part of God's kingdom that we get to invest in as a church, where people of all kinds of differences come, and they're friends even though they shouldn't be, because of the love of God. And then they get to go out into the world equipped to do that work in the power of the Holy Spirit. Finally, another sign that we get to enjoy is being filled with God's Spirit. 
the intimacy that we get to experience when the kingdom is finished, God gives. He says all over the scriptures, one way you'll know is when I fill you with my Holy Spirit and the life that's going to come in the final age fills you. And we become mobile. The, the scripture calls priests of God's kingdom roaming around. But this is where we get filled. This is where we get to invest in people and invite people and disciple people. Our small groups are places where we get to experiment and feel insecure about what is this Holy Spirit going to do with me? I don't know. Maybe I have gifts in the church. I don't know. And then there's such a love that comes around people and we get to just be loved for who we are and the Holy Spirit fills us and we let our guard down. We let go of our right to the way that we're perceived and the Holy Spirit leads us in his power. This is what we're looking forward to. This is what we invest in as a church. This is what it means to be rooted when we look forward to the end in mind of God's kingdom coming and we invest in experiencing as much of it as we possibly can as a church. So as we're filled with his kingdom, then we get to live out his kingdom and all of a sudden, no need for politics, no need for fame, no need for finances, but all of a sudden, through the kingdom of God invested and filling us, the kingdom of God gets to be established on earth. Now, it's not complete. We wait for Jesus to come and complete it, but we get to be completely part of it now. There was a man named Paul. I'm going to finish with this scripture. He was a really bad man. He had no right to say these words except Jesus interrupted his life and said, I want your kingdom to be, I want my kingdom to be in your life, and I want you to start churches where my kingdom would be established. In Philippians 3, he talked about all the ways that he might have been popular people. He was wealthy. He was a, a well-known religious man. He was famous. But he says to the church as he's writing to them from prison even, he says, the very credentials these people are waving around as something special, I'm tearing them up. I'm throwing them out with the trash along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. I know a lot of you have prepared in many ways. Maybe it's retirement accounts, maybe it's degrees, maybe it's certifications. For the kind of life that you thought, the end is in mind. I'm going for this. Can I ask you today to lay that down because it's rubbish compared to what Jesus is going to bring. And our hearts and minds need to be centered on a kingdom that's coming that's way above our pay grade. Today, God is asking us to center as a body and say, that end is the end I have in mind with my whole life. You've seen people say, that end is the end I have in mind with my baptism. That end is the end I have in mind by sacrificing my evenings to lead so that others can be discipled. That end is the end I have in mind by leaving this country and wealth and everything to help church planting in Brazil where I don't even speak the language. That end is the end I have in mind. What would it look like for that to be the end for you? That doesn't mean we don't get to invest in the world and enjoy our work and be creative and all that. But God is asking us to have a different end in mind. Paul doesn't mix words here. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand, 
Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung. I don't know what profanity sounds like in Greek, but it was there. I've dumped it all in the trash. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness or vindication or success that comes from keeping a list of rules or getting what I want when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness, God's success, God's vindication. I gave it all up, that inferior stuff, so I could know Christ personally experience his resurrection power, be partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. Do you want it? Are you willing to give up all of your success as your first thing for God's kingdom as your first thing? Are you willing to exchange your end in mind for Christ's end in mind? Because that life looks very different. But it brings a ton more peace, a ton more joy, a ton more flourishing. Would you stand with me this morning? The prayer teams this morning had four specific words for you. A need for financial provision. And I know some of you are thinking, how do you want me to give up all that? I, I can't even pay my bills now. Watch what God can do. Watch what God can do. Someone specifically with a, a busy heart and mind, the Lord wants to sit quietly with you. Someone with a sugar addiction. Someone who's grappling with fear. And I would add one more. Someone who's ready to give their heart completely to the Lord Jesus Christ and let his end be their first in mind. And so before you take an opportunity to go to these prayer teams, there'll be a song played so that we get to worship and just enjoy God's kingdom presence through this worship. When God's kingdom comes fully, that's what we're going to be doing, and it's going to be amazing. So we get to do that now in part. But I would ask that for some of you, you haven't said yes to him yet. Would you say yes today? There's a simple prayer on the screen. It's written in Spanish and in English for you to be able to say yes in a very, very simple way. It's just sorry, thank you, and please. Would you pray with me just slowly and thoughtfully, Lord Jesus Christ. I am sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. Just take a minute where you know that the end that you had in mind was just, it was just so limited. And it was, it was even hurting you and other people. Just, just lay it down right now. Would you pray with me? Please forgive me. I now turn from everything which I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. 
so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If that's the first time you've prayed that prayer or it's just been a while, maybe the faith that you had just had a different end in mind, would you please come see a prayer team this morning? I want to ask Derek and Amanda if you would come up. There are some of you, you know, Obed spoke about it before this morning, where God had a calling on your life. There's a yes that God's asking you to give. And you know what it is. But you need somebody to say, I bless you to that yes. I want you to come specifically to Derek and Amanda and let them just lay hands on you for that yes. Maybe it's not going and pastoring a church. Maybe it's something else. But God has something for you. And there's a yes that you're meant to give today. Come up during this worship song and just receive prayer. For anything else, we've got teams over here. Let's worship together and see what the Lord has to do.
there's a verse that I feel like the Lord gave us for this series that we've begun today from Colossians 2. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Live this out rooted in his love, abounding in thanksgiving. God may not have called your number this morning. There may be something else, some emotional, physical, spiritual need you have. These teams will still be available to you after I give this benediction today. But I do want to bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That you would go out centered with God's end in mind. That you would be rooted in his kingdom to come and his will to be done in and through your life. Would you be rooted in his love and filled with his Holy Spirit to do all that he's calling you to do? I bless you in Jesus' name. Go in peace. Go in peace. Continue to receive prayer. Join a small group. There's small group flyers. If you haven't received them, grab a small group flyer. Enjoy discipleship with Jesus. Go in peace.